That would be me. Checkmate one six. suppression on target. That's why I see him in my shot. Shot or no shot with Captain J Hood on ESPN one thousand and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him. Good morning and welcome in to the Captain J Hood Morning Show on ESPN one thousand. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot, and it's brought to you by... Every ESPN bet, Jonathan, now live in Illinois. Sign up today to users get 100 bucks in bonus bets with any bet. sports book. Bet. We say bet. good morning to J.W. Norley. Good morning, boys, on a Wednesday hump day, halfway through the week. How are we feeling? Feeling great. Feeling great. Lot awesome. Of- Run college basketball on the TV because there's no NBA. <laughs> there's Hello. a lot of nothing else on the TV. Oh, I mean, I got shows to watch. I've been watching some stuff on Netflix, so catching up on stuff there. Um, but to see UConn, number one UConn, go down to Creighton. Crushed. Unbelievable. Cut it to 10, I think, at the very least, and then Creighton just went away. That uh, Their head coach, McDermott? Greg McDermott. Hell of a coach. He's a hell of a coach. Yeah, man. So, great game. That was the highlight uh, for me last night. I'm excited. There's a great hockey game tonight. Boston at Edmonton. National TV. I'll be locked in. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right, let's get started with shot or no shot. Wow. <laughs> you got to move quickly, man. Yeah, that was quick. <laughs> you gotta, we have to. Right? Cap, cap's like mid-sentence. I'm like, oh, hold on. All right, let's get started. <laughs> I mean, no, I'll watch some middling... Green UNC Greensboro against Murray State. I'd say you got to start watching television shows. I don't watch television. Hoodie, this is for you. Shot or no shot. Weeks like this, there's very little sports, live sports. We are in a dearth outside of college basketball. Cap's got to start watching TV shows. Oh, that's a shot. I mean, but I mean, it's his TV. I mean, I, I just think being in watching a series and getting caught up in it, I always think that's fun. Especially if it's of your interest. You're, you like comedies? You like that, right? You like comedies? Yeah, I'm just... So it's fun. Not a TV show guy. <laughs> Occasionally. But, uh, Unless he's hosting it. Here's Shane oh, Norley. Oh, that's true. All right. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, ultimately, that's what it comes down to. I'm talking about like a series. Yeah. There's a few that I enjoyed. I enjoyed The Sopranos, Breaking Bad, The Wire. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like a weekly thing. I got. I've only watched one episode of this year's Curb. Yeah, we got to catch up, man. There's only like three. Yeah, Has there have been three. I think yeah. that's it. Yeah, so far we got to catch up. So man. I got to watch been, those two. I don't want to give it away, but it's been really funny. Yeah, the been first really one good. was great. I uh, just finished the Night Agent, as a matter of fact, on Netflix. Really good show. I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Shay, but uh, the Night Agent's been very good. We just finished it last night. You know what comes yeah, back tonight? Love is Blind, the second part of their new season. <laughs> Dude, I sat on the couch. Every time my wife has watched it, I just walk right by like, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Saturday, for whatever reason, I just sat on the couch and watched with her, and I was glued to the television. I mean, that is riveting TV. So weird. I can't wait till she gets home tonight. We can sit down and watch Love is Blind. I have not watched it this season, but I've seen the previous two seasons. Just such a weird thing for those that don't know i mean you're in a relationship or or you're trying to date but there's a wall between you and the person that you want to go out with but there's a whole bunch of people it might be eight guys and eight women and you just keep almost an interview process to find out if this is your match but you don't see them there's a wall between you and the other person and just based on conversation you determine whether or not that's your match or not it's it's a it's a bizarre show it's interesting do they have to tell the truth to the answers no they can do whatever they want. 
So you could say, um, do you smoke cigarettes? Nope. And then you get them and they smoke like a chimney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you, whole... do you enjoy working out? Oh, yeah, every day. And then they obviously don't. Correct. There's a whole viral moment from this season where one of the girls tells her uh, guy she ends up actually getting engaged to that she looks like Megan Fox. And during the reveal, he says she kind of lied to me when she said she looks like Megan Fox. You look Megan Fox. You look like Red Fox. <laughs> right, you big dummy. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I was glued to the television. It's so messy. God bless. All right, brother, what do we have for shot or no shot? Uh, all right, the Bears got some mixed news yesterday on their quest to build a stadium in Arlington Heights. A proposal in a preliminary split decision was given. would reduce the property tax valuation while keeping the tax rate the same. This would mean the Bears would pay a lower property tax on paper, but still quite a bit more than the 10% vacant land tax that they were looking for. So shot or no shot, this is the best they're going to get. This will be the nail in the coffin for Arlington Heights. Uh, I still believe that's where they're going to end up. I'm still betting on Arlington Heights, so yeah. I'm going to say no shot. Arlington Heights makes the most sense. Yes. First of all, if the White Sox beat them to the punch on the land downtown, I don't see it having two stadiums there. No. And what is the besides having a nicer stadium, what is it being in the uh, south lot really do for them. You still get the same nonsensical traffic patterns and all the other stuff around there. For the 78? No, for the Bears if they built on the south lot of oh, yeah, Soldier Field. Yeah, that's why, yeah, that, that, again, this is something that's been thrown out there by Mayor Johnson and by Kevin Warren. Uh, I would say that that's not a good idea. It's still the park district. You want to have your own. You want to get away from that if you can. So, and to me, Arlington Heights, and this is the long play when we talk about politics. You and I have read about this and seen this in our lives for a long time, Cap. It's all politics. It's the long play. Arlington Heights is the spot for the Chicago Bears, I feel. I agree. Uh, so, so no, I, like, I think that's a distant second to be able to go back to Soldier Field or the surrounding area. You don't want to deal with that anymore. People got are so complaining about the parking situation, doing the penguin walk from one side to the other, all that stuff. I think Arlington Heights, to have your own, like, Bears district, that's what the Bears, I think, really want. Agreed. Yeah. All right, Shay. All right, Tim Anderson finally what? received a contract offer yesterday. Ah. According to Bob Nightingale of USA Today, the former White Sox All-Star received an offer from the Miami Marlins worth $2 million on what is likely a one-year deal. It's not entirely surprising to see his value being so low. Last year, a negative two-war season. It was effectively the worst everyday position player in Major League Baseball. Shot or no shot, this valuation, $2 million for one year, for a guy who was once the face of the White Sox, completes one of the greatest falls from graces in Chicago sports history. Um, well, on the, on the surface, it looks like that. That's a shot because it's not just the White Sox. It is baseball. You know, the, the idea that we're under 6% of African-Americans in baseball now, and Tim Anderson was a, a shining light on that, being with the White Sox. I think that that game that the Sox played against the Yankees when he hit the home run, it's huge. Huge. It's huge for the sport that he was the one to be able to be the catalyst of that. 
Um, so if he just becomes just another guy with the Marlins, that's a pretty big fall. What if Justin gets traded for a second-round pick and is competing in another city and is out of here? That's a pretty precipitous fall from the yeah, but he was joy never... we had when he was drafted. But Tim was a star. Justin was never a star. Tim was like... That's fair. That was national television. Like, that was a big deal when he beat the Yankees in the uh, Field of Dreams game. That's that's fair. He was approaching becoming one of the faces of baseball. Now, maybe the resume is short, Cap, for, as far as Tim Anderson, but he was he was the hit king for a year, was he not, in the American League? He was. That matters. That matters. And being one of the faces, one of the outspoken faces of baseball, for a guy who didn't even like the sport coming into it, just did it because he was athletic. For him to be able to be on that level for the White Sox. And again, it's the Sox. He's not a Yankee. Hell, he's not a Cub. He's not a Dodger. Not a, you know, but the point is, though, is that for what he did in that game, that put him and the White Sox on the map. He's more accomplished than Justin. Yeah, after he hit that home run the next day, I remember Snorling had him as one of the five greatest players in baseball history. I wasn't That's even working he, here yet. He, he did <laughs> I, I didn't even have this job yet. Uh, so he, so you remember nothing. Wow. So he would be the shortstop yeah, with the Marlins. It would be Berger and uh, Anderson on the left side of the infield because Jake Berger's still there. They, reportedly, didn't they say, in fact, the back page of the Sun-Times says a picture of Jake Berger in a Marlins uniform with Tim and a little uh, like drop down. Mm-hmm. And supposedly they went to Berger first and said, would it be okay if we brought Tim here? I How saw, was he as a guy? I saw that on Twitter yesterday. I can't imagine that that's true. It was from some United Kingdom Marlins fan with a podcast. No, but my question is, why wouldn't they ask him? What's he like in the room? The, the, the Cubs do that all the time. Theo told me they would ask players all the time. Hey, this Norling guy, you played with him. What's he like? Before they made any move. It was the same thing, Shay, or something similar to someone casting aspersions on Anderson saying he may not be a good teammate, but you don't want him in your locker room. Something along those lines I saw yesterday. I was skipping through. I'm like, well, people don't know Tim then. Like, why would they? That was never an issue. No. His personal life is separate from him being a ball player. Now, again, big time fall offensively, defocused defensively, like, I felt like his personal life was on the field last year. Correct, but you can understand an outsider's perspective seeing him openly talk about the issues he was having in his marriage and all the things. He openly talked about it on a podcast, which stunned me. With Ryan Clark. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that. Stunned me. So if you're a GM in another town, you go, I got a young ball club here. What's this guy really like? You would ask someone who played with him. and sure Berger said, good dude in the room. That works, but but to your point, that is a shot, Shay, because of who Anderson was and what he meant to the team, changed the game. I, I mean, I, maybe Brooks Borey would have the the numbers on that. I have no idea the type of influence, the influence in, in black um, baseball fans that went to the ballpark to see Anderson impact in that community. Yeah, it's a great I, I, question. I have no idea what the number is, but I would imagine that 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 did matter. Anderson, one of the few African Americans on the White Sox and in baseball. Yeah. So I would say he had an impact. So, yeah, I would say that's a shot. Now, hopefully you can pull the nose up. Hopefully. Shake. All right, rumors have started to pop up. Michael Jordan will be in attendance this weekend for Chris Chelios' Jersey retirement ceremony. This after Michael missed the Bulls' Ring of Honor night where his entire team was inducted and 
many others into the Bulls' ring of honor. Michael was absent. He posted about his absence on social media. But shot or no shot, if he does show up, and I say if because we don't know, if he does show up for Chelly's uh, jersey retirement but missed the ring of honor, Michael Jordan hates the Bulls. That's a shot. Wow. That's a shot. I mean, it's just a hard I shouldn't even say it sheepishly. I mean, that's just a shot, man. Because, but, all right, two things, Cap, as you well know. One, this was fumbled by the Bulls and Michael Reinsdorf. You just don't rush it on the calendar. This should have been known for 365 days. Hey, by the way, we're going to have our ring of honor. Guys, we're going to honor you. And you know what? Make sure it works for your calendar. We're telling you a year in advance. It just seemed like it was just rushed in there just because Steve Kerr was in town. Steve Kerr's in town, so you got to do it while Golden State's playing. Nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah, I'm not going to say he hates the Bulls. He may be estranged from upper management. Maybe that's a better way to put it because he's always said, I will always love Chicago, love what we accomplished with the Bulls. Maybe, just maybe, it's, you know, Jerry and Michael, but you got to find a way to patch the the difference up. You have to. You got to. He's the greatest player in the history of the sport, man. This a, it's a disconnect, though, Cap. It's a disconnect. Oh, no question. Just yeah, you know, just this weird video. Just like I'm, I'm super bummed. I couldn't be there. Like, like bummed. Who wrote that? Okay, right. Jordan's never said bummed in his life until he read that. Uh, but Here, read this, Michael. <laughs> I'm super bummed. I couldn't be there. Luke Harp, <laughs> you know, Pip. Yeah, just the whole thing was poorly contrived. Very disappointing. I, I would say that he if he's there for Chelios, if he does come and he's not there for the Bulls, his team, his jersey and the championships are all in the Raptors United Center and he couldn't show up. I mean, I blame the Bulls, but also this has to be patched up. He's not the owner of Charlotte anymore. He could be able to be around the organization every now and then to show up. Bulls need a win. I'm not talking about on the floor. I'm talking about as far as the court of public opinion. They, they need a win. Jordan would be a huge win for them. Bring him into your ownership group. It's fine. Michael's got money. He's not asking you to hand it to him for free. Cut him a deal. All right. We're going to give you 1% of the franchise for X amount of money. Sure. We want you back involved. And you have a right to buy the team whenever we decide to sell it, which may never happen. But there's, there's got to be a way to have a meeting of the minds here. I agree. Shay, you got one more? Or is, um, or is the well dry? Let's uh, let's get to around the NFL. Around the NFL is coming up, and don't forget Waddle Wednesday at eight thirty-five. We'll talk to Tommy at that time. We're glad that you're with us on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN One Thousand Chicago. Cap and J Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Now time for Around the NFL right here on Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. We will be with you until 10 o'clock. Then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10. Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 3. We'll be Waddle and Sylvie from 3 to 6.30. Black and Abdallah, 6.30 to 8, right into game night. Around the NFL with Shay Norling. Shay? All right, Hoodie, I'm going to get to a free agent list here in a moment, but I want to fill you in on what I was just doing. 
I checked all of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL to see if they actually follow their teams on Instagram. Okay. And I have to tell you, almost all of them did. Really? In fact, the only two who don't are C.J. Stroud, Zach Wilson, I guess three, because also now Justin Fields. Those are the only ones who don't follow their team. That Mm. means the biggest surprise out of this exercise for me, Russell Wilson follows the Denver Broncos on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. For now. For now. (laughs) So that's uh, great research, by the way. You did that quickly. How did you do that that quick? That's easy. You just type the player, go to the account, go to following, search the team. I'm saying, but it's 32 of them you did yeah. that quickly. Didn't, didn't know the show was that bad today. Here's Shane Orlick. I Orland. can multitask. Wow. I can do two things at once. Two things at once. All right. Blackhawks, Here's two chicks at the same time, man. <laughs> what? Office <laughs> space. Oh, yes, I know. It's a great movie. You know what? That's something to watch. If you don't have anything to watch uh, at night, put that back on. No, we need him to watch something he's never seen. Oh, well. I want you to watch Love is Blind. No. You're going to enjoy it. No shot. You're going to go, oh, my God. You and Mindy together, you'd have a blast. All right, let's get... (laughs) She's almost Amish. She doesn't watch anything. She barely uses electricity. Correct. Yeah. Let's get to this list of free agents. The perfect landing spot for the top 50 players in free agency. A couple interesting ones in here. Okay. Uh, most of them, the perfect landing spot is the team they're already on. Chris Jones, the top free agent on the market this year. Best team fit, Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> I personally think it's the Chicago Bears, but hey, what do I know? I wish it was the Bears. Ah! But I understand. You be with the champs. Do your thing, Chris. Ah. God, he would be such a monster oh. on our team. Oh, jeez, jeez. Understood. All right, Kansas City. Next one, uh, uh, Josh Allen, the number two free agent on the market. This is the edge rusher out of Jacksonville, not the Buffalo quarterback. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Seventeen and a half sack season in twenty twenty three. His best team fit is the Jacksonville Jaguars, probably because there's zero chance they're going to let him leave. Yeah. Well, uh, why would you? Right. Why would you? As a guy, it's a difference maker for Jacksonville. You need more of those, by the way. I know we put, we put an avalanche on Trevor Lawrence all the time, but there still needs you need some talent on that team for them to be be a perennial playoff team. So yeah, that makes sense. All right, next one. Uh, Kirk Cousins at number three. This is where we have a change. Best hmm. team fit: Atlanta Falcons for Kirk Cousins. Hmm. Well, I know Minnesota is not going to guarantee all his money. But I don't think he's going back there. To Minnesota. Yeah. Okay, but if... Would you guarantee all his money? I wouldn't. Coming off an Achilles at 35? No, I'll, I'll give you a good contract if I believe in you. My doctors clear you. But all guaranteed? No. I would not either. Too bad it's not baseball, Cap. You only get $5 million. Him, Isn't they, it crazy? And they cut him off at the knees. He'd, right. be, he'd get $5 million to baseball. He'd right. still be out there waiting to get a job. Crazy. If it's baseball. Um, any other suitors besides Atlanta, though? Washington is a, is going back to Washington? No, I don't think so. They're okay. gonna. I think they're going to go full bore with whatever rookie they take. I think the interesting one's New England. Would you want that? Um, if you take Marvin Harrison Jr. third, I think I can wrap my head around it. Yeah, yeah but if I'm... 
him and I'm not going back to Minnesota where I built my life. I'm going somewhere I think I can win. I just, yeah, New England. Win. You're not winning right away in New England. The You're defense not. is fantastic. You're not winning right away in New England. Why? Because that team stinks. No, don't they? The defense was fantastic. What are you talking about? That offense. They had Marvin Harrison Jr. and Kirk Cousins, and you draft a couple of linemen. And you get the defense is great. They have seventy million in cap space. I don't see why it's such a horrible situation. Yeah, I wouldn't go there. The vast majority of NFL rebuilds are not as long as you like to make them out to be, especially when the defense is in place and as good as it is with the Patriots. Every time we have these uh, free agent quarterback or quarterback movement questions, I still think about Denver, Kirk Cousins in Denver, how that works with Sean Payton. Could be, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, you know what? I don't, I don't think we could come to a consensus on this with Kirk Cousins. Atlanta, I, I, I like Atlanta for him, but it just... I don't know. Feels like a culture clash a little bit. What do you mean? Well, you know what I mean. No, I don't know. What What do you mean, Shay? <laughs> Kirk Cousins, quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons, just doesn't feel right. Feels a little dirty. Does it? A little bit. What's the matter? You think he can navigate through the poles? <laughs> I don't mean Ryan either. And the glitter and the baby oil? What doesn't do you say? Doesn't it just feel a little off? <laughs> you think you think the squeaky clean image, does that work in Atlanta, Georgia? The, the, the NFL's poster child for good old boy. I don't know if that works for quarterback the Atlanta Falcons. Might be on me. This might be my own That's bias. That's so funny. But it's like the, the team that brought us Mike Vick going to Kirk Cousins. I have an issue getting my uh, head around that. Also, by the way, New England's defense... It's not fantastic now. Ranked 15th. That's pedestrian. Let's just be clear. They had multiple weeks. Where consecutive uh, weeks. we're at the multiple weeks thing. No, They're I'm 15th. Can... I'm looking at profootballreference.com. Pretty reputable site. Doesn't have any bias. 15th in what? Team defense rankings. 15. New England Sorted Patriots. by what? I, a bunch of categories. It's I don't not know. a composite. It sorts by a certain category. It's probably yards. I'm just telling you, it's a defense that had consecutive weeks where they allowed 10 or fewer points. And they lost those games. Why? Because their quarterback blows. Not because of any other reason. Is that true, Cap? What does it say there? It <laughs> What's says, pro football reference telling you? It says that New England, 15. Quarterback blows. Snorling overrates the defense. Okay, fair. Uh, let's get, take that. Cap, your thoughts on the culture in Atlanta not being good for Kirk Cousins? Oh, I think the culture will be fine. I love Raheem Morris. He's got a great rep in the league. He'll be fine. What about the strip clubs? Jay Moore? It's Jay Moore there. Jay Moore, can I ask you a question? Yep. Could Kirk Cousins be able to work in Atlanta? Magic City? Wings? Oh. Everybody thinks mm. Atlanta is just Buckhead. What, what about... What about what about outside of Cobb County? Mm. Right? Probably has to get a little Fitz Magic going on. <laughs> Fitz Magic would work there. Yeah, but sure. I don't think your cousins would. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I have a t-shirt. I'm, I don't know if I still have it. I bought one day <laughs> a Magic City t-shirt I bought online. Yeah. I actually remember this. Remember that? Yes, I do remember this. Twitch chat bringing up a good point. I forgot about Matt Ryan. We all did. <laughs> we- <laughs> he found a way. <laughs> Somehow... See? 
All right. See? That's a great, it's a great point. Just doesn't work for me with Kirk. Kirk in the Falcons jersey. I can't look at Kirk Cousins and go dirty bird. I can't do it. He'll never be in the city outside of playing there. He'll be in the suburbs hey, the other six days. He'll be going week. to Braves games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. That I understand the point, but as Twitch says, Matt Ryan found a way. He, he was fine. Honey, we're going to live in Marietta. Uh, Marietta. There's a good uh, target there. Yeah, yeah. All right. What else we got? Uh, Daniil Hunter, edge rusher, caps, man crush. Best team fit, the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. It's a good fit, but he's fair. He's a good fit right here in this town. Yeah. Montez Sweat, Daniil Hunter. Now, if I can get Chris Jones, all right, I can pass on Daniil Hunter. But guess what? If Chris Jones is truly aligned with the Chiefs and he's staying there. Yes. And I probably would, too. Go get Daniil Hunter. He's great on the Bears, though. Oh, Can you squeeze in one more? Uh, yeah, only two players on this list were matched with the Chicago Bears. One, Jalen Johnson. Duh. The other, Jonathan Greenard, edge from Houston. Who? Had 12 and a half sacks last year with the Texans. We do spots for them, Granger. Jonathan Gr- Greenard. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> terrible. Just terrible. Um... Twelve and a half sacks, you said last year, yeah. right? For the yep. Texans, sixth best pass rush win rate in the league. Yeah. But I know everybody in their car right now is going who, right? But you just laid it out. I mean, a productive guy, uh, the right defensive end, probably cheaper. That's a bargain shopping thing. What about T. Higgins? T. Higgins. Uh, guess who? Guess what team was matched to T. Higgins? It's not hard. Cincinnati. Yes. Bears. I'm telling you, Cap, get his mom on the show. We're going to sell her. And then she's going to sell him. You're going to do what? (laughs) You're going to do what with her? We're we're going to sell her on the city of Chicago. Thank you very much. I was trying to get a street. Yeah, I mean, my God, you're going to sell her? Of course, yeah. How about that? How about that, Shay? He's trying to sell that woman on Black History Month. I'm going home. There you go. Put her on the auction block. She's a pimp. (laughs) <laughs> wow. I'm going home. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> That's enough. Let her t- make make a turn so we can all see you. Enjoy the rest of the show, boys. Good luck, Mrs. T. Higgins. Make a turn so we can see. My God, why did he say that, Cap? Why did he say it? Oh my! We know these guys. <laughs> these guys. What, 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 what are what you, you talking about? <laughs> why did he say that, Cap? I don't know. Let's sell her. What? <sighs> Do they not see me standing here and Jay Moore right on the other side of him? My God! <laughs> That's okay. He's not I, a hole. I mean, <laughs> she's not. Listen, now Cap and I both have put our foot in our mouths <laughs> about this. Oh, Jay Moore slaving away on the board. Back <laughs> I mean, seriously. Does anyone listen? Do they know we're standing here, Cap? They don't. <laughs> Tom Waddle. With Waddle Wednesday coming up next. As I call HR, we will take a break. (laughs) I'm going home. And come back with more with Tom Waddle right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Hello, HR. Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood. You're officially locked in. Put your hands up in the sky. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Tom Waddle. Tom Waddle. Former wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. 
guy's amazing. 1989 All-Madden team and afternoon co-host on ESPN Chicago. I think he's going to start at least eight games in the National Football League next year for a team that's going to give him a chance. It's Waddle Wednesday with Tom Waddle. Listen, I got a pedicure in an hour. When I get back here, the wheels better be spinning, all right? On Kevin G. ESPN Chicago. It's a Waddle Wednesday on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. And Tommy is on the hotline. That'd be the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Uh, Don't worry, call the Car X man. Good morning to you, Tommy. How are you? I'm a little apprehensive about joining you guys after what went down before the break. Oh, it's just part of the you show. That's all right. Yeah, it's all fine. Right. Hey, We're Kat, good. where's my. A, a, any word on where Master Boney will be hitting in the lineup this oh! year? Oh! Yeah, hey. right behind Madrigal. Okay. Excellent. Tommy, good morning. In, in front of Topman. To never, never mind. Let's talk to Tommy. Let's put the Cubs aside. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about Justin Fields. Let's let that Tommy into our conversation we've had this morning about Justin. So no, are you serious? You guys are talking about Justin. Fields? I know it's not a topic, except My they goodness. they do it. They they well, yes, we don't we don't know what you guys do on that telethon between <laughs> two thirty and six thirty, but we're talking Justin this morning. Wait, wait, whoa! What the hell does that mean? What is? What do you mean that telethon? What does that mean? Long show, very long. It, is, it goes <laughs> long by quickly. Day. And by the way, they have renamed. ESPN just put a press release out. The get up is now called the Fields Two Hours. It That's really all is. all they talk about. It really is. It's, it's not a topic. It's a way of life. Oh, <laughs> my God. So our discussion was, as I looked through the 31 other teams, because I believe the Bears are drafting Caleb Williams, and I looked through the other 31 teams, I don't see many landing spots where he goes in as the clear-cut starter. Do yeah, you? Yeah, Cap, we, we had this conversation you know, the other day as well, and Meller and, and, and Tyler and I, and mm-hmm. we went through the same exercise. Look, he'll, there's no question. Like, like the, the, There will be a landing spot. He'll be fine. Um, but as you go through it, I think that the possible Not that many. Yeah, the, 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 the more you go through it, the, the less... <laughs> the less possibilities it seemed to, to pop out. I mean, the Steelers are probably still there. I don't see anybody in the AFC South. Some people have, have thought about the Titans. You know, Will Levis, they used a second-round pick on him. He did some good things. I think they want to see what he's capable of doing. They want to keep their draft currency. The Broncos, like, look, if Sean Payton, I think we talked about this before, Sean Payton really wants to, to – to trade for Justin, then maybe you ought to think about switching gears and keeping him because Sean Payton's pretty good at evaluating quarterbacks. I say that a bit tongue-in-cheek, but I, I don't know what kind of draft currency that they'd be willing to give up either. I just I think you go to Atlanta as well. You, you look at them. Some people have mentioned Seattle. Um, I th- Again, guys, I think that there will be a, a dance partner, but I, I think you make a really good point because it, it's... You know, if you're going to trade for him, you're more than likely going to guarantee the fifth year, right? Right. And, right. And so you're you're committing. It's not a ton of money, but it but it is something. And you have to ask yourself then, what kind of currency are you willing to give up? And would you be better off if you're quarterback hunting, possibly drafting a guy instead? So, um, yeah, it's it, it's getting a little more murky than than maybe I thought initially. But the, there will be a resolution for sure. He'll be fine. Tom, could you give us some of the keys for Justin Fields for for him to be under the category of, hey, the lights turned on versus he is what he is? 
Um, yeah, I think ball, ball's got to come out quicker. Processing's got to be a little bit quicker. Got to f- function in the pocket better. And I think we saw some of those. I think that we really – two things that really stood out to me in, in his improvement – were number one was ball can, uh, ball security. I, I think going back to like midway of last year, he you know still puts it on the ground some, but he does a much better job taking care of the football, and that's really important because he is in, is inclined to to get out of the pocket. He is going to be somebody that you're going to ask on, on design runs to carry it as well. So you got ball security has got to be really important. And I think he's done a, a nice job improving on scrambling to throw to create opportunities to throw instead of just tucking and going. Sometimes the big plays come from you breaking contain and then the defense, you know, they break down a little bit with regard to what their assignments are. And then a guy who is supposed to remain in coverage chases to try to, to tackle Justin and somebody comes open. So he's kept his eyes downfield better, I think, and done a better job scrambling to throw. Uh, but, uh, Jonathan, the completion percentage got to be better than 61. Like, I don't care what you're doing. And, and there's a lot. You know, they threw a lot of screens this year. You know, so the number needs to be higher than 61%. And you've, you've got to cut down on the sacks. There were only four guys in the NFL that took more sacks this year than Justin. And Justin missed four games. I think it was Sam, uh, the kid in Washington. Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Sam Howell, then Bryce Young, then Zach Wilson, and then Russ Wilson. And, and you know, yes, the line wasn't great at all at all times and people want to blame the coordinator that's fair criticism as well but you have to function better in the quarterback or in the pocket as a quarterback and take fewer sacks so i would say jonathan completion percentage and 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 fewer sacks which is you know taking care of the football as well see that's why that's why guys i really think atlanta is a good spot again depend because look drake london you get need another wide receiver sure a good running, young running back in Bijan Robinson. Kyle Pitts a tight end. I don't think we saw enough of Bijan Robinson and Kyle Pitts for what they could really do for a good offense, Tom. So I, I think for me, if there was a landing spot, I think that that would work. Depending on what you can get from Atlanta from it, though. I agree. I think it's a good spot too. Not just you know, some would say, well, it's his even hometown. with Zach some, Robinson as the OC. Well, Zach Robinson has said. I mean, I was just reading some quotes before I came on with you guys, and and it was. He said really nothing specific about the type of quarterback. He said, you know, whoever it is, we're, we're going to do certain things to get the most out of him. So he does come from the McVay tree. There's no question about it. They function inside that system. Everybody wants to run it. Guys will tweak it. But you have to be able to – all good – I think all good passing games and, and, and systems, you know, revert back or, or circle back to the pocket at some point. I've said that to you guys a bunch. I mean, I'm not saying you have to live in the pocket, but you have to function at a high level from there. But I, I'm, I'm with you, Jonathan. Like, I, I don't care that it's, home, it's, it's his hometown. It's a controlled environment. Like, he's as an elite an athlete with the ball in his hands as there is in this league. You put him on that surface, you, you know, and I like it. I, I mean, he plays fast at times, and I think, and you mentioned the weapons he has around him. I think that... I think that, that that would probably be a good landing spot. My question then to the Falcons would be, look, you're at eight. Can you get J.J. McCarthy at eight? And is that more appealing to you as a rookie that Zach Robinson can mold into one of these guys that fits that system? Is that more appealing to you than giving up draft currency for Justin? But you, wouldn't start, to tweak Zach, your but you wouldn't start J.J. McCarthy at 20 years of age. No, but you, you, you don't have to. I mean, but okay, you, then who's your starter? Going back to Heineke and Desmond Ritter? Well, Ugh. I mean, look, do you think you're ready to, to compete for a, a Super Bowl? 
They think they're ready to take a big step. Who's that, well, Washington? Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Okay, well, you play in a, in a crappy division. Yep. And you do have some pieces. Your defense up front is, is not very good. You Every do season is work. sacred, Tom. What's that? Every season is sacred. I get it, but like you also have to be able to see the forest through the trees here. And, and, and I'm not suggesting that it's a horrible idea. But so what do you say? And you're going you're, you're going to trade for Justin and pick J.J. McCarthy? Or you want somebody that can step? Do you think the Atlanta Falcons become a Super Bowl contender by trading for Justin Fields? No, I do not. No, I do not. I don't either. So are you going to play the, the here and now game? Or are you going to play? I'm just saying I'm giving you an option. Like if, if maybe they want to go the route where they don't want to give up a draft pick and they'd like to bring in a young guy that they feel has potential and that they can mold. I'm just giving you a, an option that wouldn't include Justin Fields. So if Atlanta isn't the landing spot, boy, it's hard to find a spot where you go, he's going in there as the starter. I mean, Peter King... And Jerry Dulac, who's been on the Steeler beat forever, are both saying, we're here in Pittsburgh is set with Kenny Pickett. They're going to just bring in another guy in the room. Yeah, You're not I don't giving up the 20th pick for that. I don't, I don't think that. anybody's set with Kenny Pickett, though. I mean, they can say that, but I think things can change quickly if you do bring somebody in. Look, I think the stat was, guys, 66 quarterbacks played a decent amount of time last year. I mean, so... I. I there will be a spot for him to land. Um, whether or not you look at him as a clear-cut favorite to be the starter on opening day here in the middle of February, that can change quickly. Um, I, I do agree with the notion that there isn't a you know a home run here with regard to well this he fits here and this is going to work exceptionally well. They may have to work a little bit to find a deal that 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 does appeal to everybody. But I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be worried if I was Justin's people that there won't be somewhere to land. But, but I, I'm with you, Cap. I don't think there's 15 to 18 places that that are you know people are drooling to make this deal. Justin to the Bulls. We got it. I think, there that, you that, go. I think that works out well for everybody. More with uh, with Tommy coming up next on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back to Cap and J Hood. Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Tom Waddle's with us. You know why? Because it's a Waddle Wednesday. Every Wednesday here on the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show. You know, the team that I failed to ask you about, Tom, is the yeah. New England Patriots. Yeah. I know you still have tentacles there and, you know, a new coach. A new vision for the New England Patriots. What if what Justin Fields in New England? What have you, yeah. what have you heard? Go ahead. Give I us your thoughts. Go ahead. I haven't heard anything. But <sighs> I, I think it's. I think it's something you have to to work through as well. Maybe they don't like, you know, who will be left after the Bears pick at one and the and the Commanders pick at two. Maybe they don't like Drake May or, or Jaden Daniels as much as, you know, they would like to to trade for Justin Fields and use that draft pick maybe on Marvin Harrison Jr. I, I think it's a, a legitimate. <clears throat> excuse me, oh, I'm fine. Um, I think it's a legitimate conversation for sure. You never know what the what the Patriots are thinking, um, and especially now that there's you know there there's obviously Gerard Mayo's their coach, and I don't even know who's working who's working in their front office. Who knows what they're thinking at this particular time? I just think, guys, when you have 
I thought Jaden Daniels was awesome this year. The only thing that would bother me about him, and I'm no quarterback expert from the collegiate game, Jonathan, you know a thousand things more than I do. He's very narrow. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's tall, but he's really thin, and I'd be concerned whether or not he could put some weight on and would be, you know, susceptible to injury. But he can sling it. Um, I don't know if, what teams are thinking at this point, whether or not you, you're, you know, guys want to build with the, the young available talent. I don't think there's a ton of great quarterbacks coming out in the next year or so, right? Or no. it's not projected to be. Shadur you know, Sanders changed. is number one, and Quinn Ewers is two. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, Ewers. I like. Okay, show me against Shadur. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not raining on his parade, but there needs to be more from him. So that's Jonathan. Maybe that. Like I, I look at it the same way, and and, and who knows? You know, people never would have thought Jaden Daniels would have won the Heisman when the season began, and that he would be, you know, Field Yates' second-rated quarterback. So things can change. But this may be a year where you, you know, there's a lot of names there. I hear J.J. McCarthy's moving up, you know, the ladder. People, I don't know, Bo Nix will be a first-rounder or Michael Penix will be in the first round. But I think there are options for teams, and I think that that may stymie some of the interest with it with regard to trading for a quarterback. Tommy, you go ahead. You going to ask? Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, besides this, like, everyday fields discussion would you spend the money in free agency if saquon barkley truly hits the market because the bears from what i'm being told they want somebody with a lot of speed in their backfield like a jameer gibbs style guy you're not taking one at nine so you would not pay him no no, I wouldn't either i don't think hoodie would no not the dollars he'd command but 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 cap you're not satisfied with the, the running back room. I'm we, not. Ju- we just talked about that the other day. Like I think that there's upside with Roshan Johnson. Now, you want to get a bookend or another running back for a thunder and lightning combo, that's fine. But Cap's not happy with the running back room. But none of these veterans would satisfy me to pay through the nose for them. I'm not, Jonathan, I'm not spending any free agent cash on a running back. If you told me that you were looking for a guy that wasn't going to cost you much, that was a better, you know, gives you that receiver element. Because... Roshan's not a great receiver. He runs hard. You can trust him in pass protection. Khalil Herbert's not a great receiver, does some things nice. If you, you know, like I always look at Kansas City, and it's easy to look at Kansas City because of how they do things, and they're very successful, and Patrick Mahomes makes everything work. But they've always had Jarek McKinnon the last couple of years, right? If you need a, a wide receiver coming out of the backfield that can catch the football, he adds a dimension to your game. You see that with a number of different teams in the league. Uh, Gibbs added a ton to what the, the Lions did this year. Now, I wouldn't pick him, use a pick on a first-rounder, but if you told me that they – Used a selection later in the draft on somebody. It, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't concern me. They've got it, you know, they've got a ton of money to spend. You're, I'm looking at it, whether through the draft or in free agency. I need a center. I need a second receiver. I need a left tackle. I know they feel very good about Braxton Jones. I'm, you know, I'm not as versed in the the offensive tackle position as many, but I would look to possibly upgrade there you need a three technique you need another pass rusher so i think you've got you know, but this is why i kind of shudder when people say well you got to trade the first overall pick and bring in this hall because you got to keep building this team they're a seven win team this isn't your standard first overall selection franchise agreed they've already made some strides in certain areas and they got a long way to go but if you draft Caleb Williams one, you still have the ninth overall pick. You have other picks, and you've got the third or fourth most cap space. You can address a lot of these other needs. Like it's not like 
we draft first overall and then the cupboard is bare. No, no, it's not. So you can accomplish more than than one thing. I wouldn't put running back guys at the top of my list, you know, mm-hmm. but Tommy knows? Tommy, we need you to get on board here in twenty twenty four with the Reds. It, it's it's about time. You pushed them to the side, you pushed them in, you put them in a trunk. Uh, for a long time, because they have not been a good franchise. But when Jesse Rogers on Monday says that the Reds have the opportunity to win the division and the Cubs not, I think it's time for you to jump on board. It's it time. It is the NL Central, Jonathan. So at that point, how can I say this the correct way? You're the tallest short person. Is that, is that, I can <laughs> that works, that, yes. Right? Well, let me appeal down to first baseline. Is that good? Ah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, okay. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I have always been a Reds fan. I have not been a fan of their front office. I'm, I'm experiencing what you guys are experiencing, whether you're a White Sox fan or you're a Cubs fan right now. You're not 100% on board with the approach by your front office. My owner a couple of years ago in Cincinnati said, let people be upset. Where are they going to go? Like, really? Wow. Like, that's Bob a baseball Castellini? Talent. Yeah. Horrible. Like how about you know about how, how about spend some cash and how about do some things, you know to to try and get your baseball team be be something that people are talking about. So if he wasn't going to make a commitment to his team, why why would I? But get Jesse, your Mike Talkman jerseys ready. No, Jesse says they're the favorite. You heard him say that, right? I didn't. That's garbage. Uh, that's that's not the favorites, aren't they? Aren't they? They always just kind of the if nothing else is going right in that division, everyone just says Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Cardinals. Don't forget the dirty Cardinals. What about us? No, Jack. Is the Cowboys still in the booth for the Reds, Jonathan? The Cowboy is there. That'd be Je- uh, Jeff Brantley. Jeff right? Brantley. As the runner, here comes Dela Cruz, and he is safe. He slid into second base. That'll be a stolen base for Delay Cruz. That'll if bring up Friedel. If you had to choose a team, Jonathan, to put your money on right now to win the division, would you put your money on the Reds or the Cubs? The Brewers. No well, you shot. Don't have, you don't have the Brewers aren't an option. You have the oh. Cubs and the Reds. Oh, the Reds. Yep. Because the Cubs are... I'll see. I'm going home. Now, well, I'm just saying that if the Cubs want to stand still like they're still owned by the Tribune Company, I'll just take a flyer on the Reds. I'm just saying. Right. I mean, you're not going to... You Welcome stand to the st- big red machine. That Jonathan. is... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, little blue machines, crank it up. Yeah. Yeah? Jed's yeah. going to have the last laugh. You got the crank right when you talk about the Cubs, that's for sure. Wow. Tommy, as always, we appreciate the time. Thanks for Love coming on. Love you guys. On. Have a great day. Love you. Happy birthday again. Thank you, fellas.